The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Hello, welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Christ Universal Temple was founded in 1956 by the legendary Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. As you know, we taught her book last month. It works if you work it for the whole month. Make sure you check us out when you are in our area or online at www.cutemple.org every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time for our live stream. Or join us on Wednesday evenings if you're in the city for our Wednesday evening service, Bible 365, which starts at 7 p.m. Today we have a very special guest, one of my spiritual mothers uh, the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the founder and senior minister of the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. We are welcoming for the first time, and I'm sure she'll be back many times again, the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin. Welcome, Reverend Tumpkin. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. Um, Today, we wanted to talk about what New Thought offers to the world, but I want to give the audience who might not be familiar with uh, Universal Foundation, or as we say, UFBL, an opportunity to find out about it. So could you tell us what is the Universal Foundation for Better Living and what are some of its goals? Okay, the Universal Foundation for Better Living is an association of New Thought Christian ministries throughout the world that gather together to help people learn how to live the better life. Okay. And what are some of the things that um, UFBO does, for instance, to help people live a better life? Well, um, all of our churches offer Sunday services, and we have classes and workshops and seminars and other type of educational programs that are open to the public to help them address certain issues in their lives. We also have, depending on the church, services to the outer community where we help to help hope to touch them with the hope of knowing that they can overcome anything because of who they are and what God has placed them on earth for. 
All right, beautiful. Also, you're the founder and senior minister of the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens. Tell, could right. you tell the community or the Truth Transforms community some of the things that you're doing at the Universal Truth Center or UTC, as we call it? Because I believe you are about to celebrate your 30th anniversary or currently celebrating your yes. 30th anniversary. Yes. What are the, some yes. of the things that are going on down in Miami? Well, in addition to the normal services and classes that we offer here at UTC, we have outreach programs in which we serve the outer community here in South Florida. Uh, our outreach ministry is very active with the prison ministry, uh, and we minister to men and women who are incarcerated in our prisons, not only with religious services, but with preparation for taking their GED examination so that when they are released from prison, they, are, they have the skills that are necessary to start a new life. We offer a joy tree program where the uh, pris- uh, the prison inmates have an opportunity for their children to receive toys at Christmas. Our membership purchases toys that are delivered at Christmas in a joy tree project. Uh, we have a uh, pastoral care department that ministers to the members of the church in different issues that they face. We have a youth department that is getting ready to participate in a say no say no to drug campaign that will happen here in Miami in which we honor one of the police officers in our county for the work that they're doing in drug enforcement. Uh, we have uh, in our youth department the opportunity for youth to receive some fine arts education and to perform in our Sunday services uh, before the membership. Uh, we have uh, what we call a guardian ad litem program where we participate with youth of the county who don't have an adult advocate. Some of our members um, volunteer in order to be their advocate in court and in the proceedings that will help them to mature as they should in the world. Uh, we have uh, at the center, we do, uh, at this time of year, we do Thanksgiving baskets and and uh, we uh, t- uh, work with people who need to know that somebody cares. We just started working with the Miami Rescue Mission this past year, and we send out gift totes to people who are homeless, but they still need to take care of personal hygiene manners, and we gave them a bag filled with um, the necessary supplies to keep themselves as they would want to. Uh, We're working with that program. We're also working that we will go in as a group to help to serve people who need to go to such places on days like Thanksgiving to be served and to feel that somebody cares and invites them into a family situation. So those are some of the things that we do here at UTC. Oh, that, that's beautiful, beautiful. Now, because obviously you're one of my spiritual mothers, I know how important the New Thought Movement is to you far as spreading the message to the world, you know, going to the different congresses, being a part of the International New Thought Alliance, going to the Parliament of World Religions. And I just wanted to ask you, what does New Thought offer to the world? I think that New Thought's approach to religion is very relative to our world today. 
and is easily engaged in by people all over, no matter who they are and no matter where they are. We come to bring practicality to religion so that the religion that we celebrate on Sunday is spread throughout the week and the deeds that we do and the life that we live uh, in the love that we show not only to ourselves but to our fellow man. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Now, many people are dealing with what we would call facts of economic challenges um, and especially in the United States, but around the world, you know, the news is bombarding us, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, ABC, NBC, CBS. All of these people are talking about, you know, lack and limitation. And I know New Thought has a response to these economic challenges. As a, a leader in our faith community, what would you tell people about some of the uh, information that's being uh, disseminated about lack and limitation and a new thought response to it? Well, the news that you hear, whether it is on television, radio, or read it in the newspapers, they are the facts. And what we have found out in New Thought is facts can change. What we offer to people is the truth. The truth is that God does not desire or will for us to suffer and that you can overcome whatever is facing you at this time as a challenge in your life. You are not made to be in bondage to any challenge that you experience. It's been the message not just of New Thought today, but it's been the biblical message since uh, throughout the Bible, and we continue to, to uh, share that with people today, that you can overcome. And whatever you think has hold you bound, held you bound, you can get out of it. Yes. Well, uh, uh, a quick question, because what you uh, what you said really, really resonated with me about it's the biblical message, because some people believe that new thought doesn't teach the Bible and we're not biblically based, even though all of the early leaders of new thought taught directly from the Bible. What would you say to people who say, well, you all you new thought folks don't teach the Bible? I would say you're you're in error. We do teach the Bible. If you look at our secondary textbook, Lessons in Truth, it opens with a Bible story. It opens about the children of Israel who came out of Egypt, out of bondage, and the decision was given to them whether they want to be free or whether they don't. It was... Um, given to us not because Egypt was bad, but because Egypt represented for us biblically um, it's a situation in which we were in darkness, a situation in which we had hard taskmasters, and we named them now such things as sickness and poverty and unhappiness and all of these things. And we started off with saying, do you want to be free? And we used that Bible story as our interest. All the way through that, we use our Bibles to to show that God wants us to be free, wants us to be happy, that the kingdom of God is not a place you have to wait to go to after you die, but it's a place that you can experience right now because it is within you. We bring the kingdom forth. 
We bring the kingdom forth when we practice the universal principles because the kingdom is in us. And when we bring it forth, then it becomes our experience in the outer world. Okay. So as as we start talking about using the Bible and and making sure that we understand the biblical stories, I know that your background and your doctorate is in biblical studies. Right. Uh, how can we uh, better integrate uh, biblical knowledge into the, the, the New Thought Foundation to help our, our member churches, our uh, member organizations realize that this is how you can utilize the Bible, and this is the, as I would say, current, up-to-date, mainstream understanding of some things literally and I'm saying this in the context of sometimes I have run across people who who believe that it's either the metaphysics or the literal. What I realize is that literal does not mean fundamentalism. Right. Uh, an understanding of the Bible historically would aid a great deal because most people know the Bible from what somebody else has told them, not from the studies that they have done themselves. Most people only study one particular person or one particular uh, approach to the scriptures, and there's so many approaches that we have not even heard about that it uh, that it behooves us to examine the scriptures now from other approaches that will help us to widen our understanding of it. Yes, that would help a great deal. Yes, yes. You know, I can remember uh, being exposed to higher biblical knowledge and really, really having my eyes open many years ago, being exposed to people like Bishop John Shelby Spong and Marcus Borg, and uh, the uh, Jesus Seminar, Robert Funk, uh, John yeah. Dominique Crossan, and saying, wow, yeah. these guys, you know, are answering questions that you don't have to, you know, create a metaphysical pretzel no. to produce an interpretation when it's no, right there within, yeah, within the culture and the context. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that at times it's the easier answer to say this is what they taught – this is what this meant when it was written and understanding and doing the exegesis work to make sure that we are in in integrity with how we're interpreting things. One of my uh, affiliations is with the Jesus Seminar. I think it's – and it's open to the public for associates to join, to learn. I mean, it, it's there. It's, it's available to us. Uh, we have to take advantage of what is available to us. There are books available to us. If you if you feel that you can't afford them from the bookstore, the libraries are filled with books. Doctor Doctor Bishop Spong has just written a new book on uh, the historical approach to the Bible for people who don't consider themselves to be religious, who have no religious background. How? to read the Bible, because even if you don't consider yourself a church person or a religious person, the Bible is fundamental to even to the running of this country. You, you, look where you place your hand when you testify in court. So you need to know something about it, and this helps you to know how what it really is about and not what somebody else dreamed up about it. Yes, that is true. That is true. Um, I do want to give people an opportunity to give to ask you some questions. So I want to give this number. We're going to take a break in about three minutes. But let me give the number to the audience. It's 
558-6489. If you would like to call in and ask uh, Reverend Tumpkin a question or make a comment, uh, please call 888-558-6489. Um, I, I did want to ask a quick question about spiritual healing. Um, f- spiritual healing is a catch-all phrase right now in the self-help and human development and human potential movements along with new thought and new age. But what is spiritual healing from a new thought point of view? Spiritual healing is the realization that you are already perfect, whole, and complete. And when you realize that, the real of you becomes very apparent in your body and in the circumstances that address your life. It changes. You don't have to make it be better. It changes you. Yes, yes. I I did a series on spiritual healing earlier this year, and I believe I did did maybe seven weeks on spiritual healing, and it wasn't even exhaustive from the standpoint of new thought, using different people's um, uh, methodologies, Fillmore, Holmes, and his uh, uh, five-step treatment, and Emmett Fox, and Mary Baker Eddy, and Hobbs, because I was reading everybody's stuff to try to get the thread that goes through all of it. Joe Goldsmith is another person who's big, and of course, I founded the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman because our ministry was founded on her healing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's important that people understand that the foundation for new thought is healing. Almost every founder had a spiritual healing where they had a diagnosis that was considered incurable and they, through their realization of the truth of God in themselves, brought forth the wholeness of God into expression and then wanted to let other people know about it. And through their sharing, they developed these movements. But people were trying to create bodies that worked and life experiences that worked and when we realize that we can really work these principles in a way that's demonstrative that allows us to be able to show forth the kingdom of god as jesus would call it this spiritual realization that healing is possible deliverance is possible salvation not salvation from uh imaginary hell but salvation from the anguish and torment and 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 sense of separation that hell represents that's correct realize that we can go forth and and really present this message in a way that allows people to say hey if we work with these things if we work with these principles we can make a demonstration in our lives. We can make change in our lives. We can transform our experience. And that's why, you know, I even named the show Truth Transforms because that's what we teach. That when that's truth right. is realized, it transforms the experience. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Again, I want uh, the audience to call in, please, at 888-558-6489. We're going to take a quick break with Truth Transforms. We'll be right back with the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm 
and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that Everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there, and we hope you join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I have a distinguished guest, the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin, the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living and the founder and senior minister of the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. We have a caller on the line who is calling to ask Reverend Tumpkin a question named Judith. Hello, Judith. Are you there? Good morning. How are you? Doing well about yourself. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Thank you. This is a, a wonderful, informative discussion. And my question is, uh, would Reverend uh, Tompkins please speak to us on the role of prayer and meditation in spiritual healing? Reverend well, Tompkins, you heard it. Okay, I just want to us, make sure you heard it. Prayer is more than a supplication. For us, prayer is an opportunity to be in communion with God, the God within ourselves. 
And it is in the communion with the good God, with the perfect God, that one is able to activate the healing that he or she wants to receive in their body or in their affairs. So it pays a great deal. Prayer helps you to accelerate the activity that you have mentally. It's a, it's a great tool to use in transformation. Okay. Judith, are you still there? Yes, okay. I am. Thank you so what, much. Okay, Judith, uh, I want to know where are you from? Yes. I'm from Washington, D.C. All right. Well, thank you very much, Judith. Thanks for the question. My pleasure. Have a great day. You also. Uh, Reverend Tumpkin. Um, you worked for many years with our founder, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, and I just wanted to um, know one: what are your, you know, your your thoughts about Reverend Coleman? She's been retired now since 2006, and for for um, uh, almost two years, you served as the interim minister at Christ Universal Temple, as well as your other responsibilities with UFBL and UTC. And I wanted to know what's your favorite story concerning the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. I don't know if I have a favorite story. I know the deep impression that uh, Dr. Coleman made on my life. I think what impressed me so much about her was her boldness, her ability to be bold about who she was and what she came on earth to do and how she refused to let anything stand in the way of accomplishing what she felt God had given her as instructions to do. So when I think about Johnny, I think about somebody who's bold enough to stand tall. She physically is a tall woman, but when you can stand tall on the principles that you teach, on the standards that you have erected in your life, then to me, you are making a great statement to the world. Okay. I, I often tell people that one of the things that I admire one of the many things that I admire about Reverend Coleman is her integrity that she always stood on what she believed and when even if she thought the world was against her she thought God had gave it to her and it was in truth and it would help humanity help her congregation develop and grow she would stand on it she wouldn't play politics she wouldn't play the games she wouldn't she couldn't be bought out she taught this truth and would tell folks, hey, if you don't want to hear it this way, then you should be able to go to a place that teaches it the way you like it. But we're going to teach truth up in here. And I love that. Um, so anyway, what do you consider the next step for New Thought? What What is the next phase of our evolution? I think the next phase that we are going through is how that we can assimilate the the message that we teach in the world in which we live, how men and women can be taught how to live this rather than to just talk about it, but to live it in a very simple way that when others see it, they will recognize that there is something greater than the human person standing before them, but there is an expression of God being demonstrated so that they also can do it, or as Jesus would say, that so they can see the light. 
and glorify the Father that is within. Thank you, thank you. I think, we have a, I think, I think go ahead, it. excuse me. Please go ahead. No, that's please, it. Oh, uh, we have another caller online for you. Um, caller, are you there? Yes. Well, hi, what's your name? Elitris. Hi, Elitris. How you doing? I'm good, and you? Doing well. It's good to hear. This is one of our uh, ministers in the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Thanks for calling in. Tell us where you're, you're from welcome. and what church. Tell us where you're from and what church you're affiliated with. I'm from Los Angeles. The Understanding Principles Church for Better Living, where the Reverend Delores Lett is the minister. All right, beautiful. Um, what is your question? Well, my question is um, for Reverend Tompkin, if she could sum up in, um, you know, a couple of sentences, if somebody asked her um, about the legacy of Reverend Coleman and they wanted to know if it could be summed up, what a Coleman consciousness would be. I think I said it. It would be a person that stands in boldness on the principles that they believe. And, I, I, you know, that to me, that would be Coleman. Okay. I was looking for more something like a healing consciousness or a prosperity consciousness and what that actually um, meant coming from Reverend Coleman. That was the principles that she taught. It's, it's simply you said sum it up in two lines. You no, didn't tell me to no, give you a but, dissertation. So she but, taught prosperity, so she lived prosperity. She taught healing, so she lived healing. The things that she taught, she stood boldly on them. Now, she not only verbally proclaimed them, she lived them. Yes, okay, and, so, yeah, I, I, w I would also add that uh, Reverend Coleman as um, a female spiritual leader um, has to also be understood uh, building the at the time the largest church in Chicago the the third largest city in the United States at the time the second largest city in the United States building a large mm -hmm. church teaching new thought by in and of itself was radical uh, uh, the building that we were in on 32 acres of land and uh, you know, with three buildings was unheard of. And here was this African-American woman from Mississippi coming to Chicago, teaching with and uh, teaching a message that was many people would consider an alternative brand of Christianity, teaching people about the power of their consciousness, teaching people that it's not about this concept of afterlife Christianity, but teaching people that they can have the kingdom of health and peace and love and harmony in their lives right now. So I think it does matter that we put her in the context of her era uh, coming in and teaching this message at the time that she taught it and the fact that she was a female doing it and started her own organization because she didn't have to be validated by anybody else to do what she felt God told her to do. So, Elitris, uh, I think that Reverend Coleman, when we start talking about the legacy, is multifaceted. And as we go forward um, and, and make sure that because we're the carriers of her legacy, that we make sure that all of those facets are understood and taught. But thanks for calling in for the question and give everybody our love and universal uh, principles uh, and especially the Reverend uh, Della Reeslet. God bless you. We have another caller online. Uh, uh, Gavin. 
is online. Do we have Gavin online? Hello? Hello. How, how you doing there, Gavin? Spectacular. Great to hear from you guys. A spirited conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you have a question? I, I do for, for uh, Dr. Tumpkin. Yes, sir. Uh, first, um, you know, we're, we're so happy and excited and looking forward to, to hearing you here in Chicago. Uh, it's it's going to be an honor to have you here to help us celebrate our 56th year. This is uh, a wonderful time. Um, on the topic of uh, what does New Thought offer, I'm curious to get your take on how New Thought would address some of the, the violence that Chicago is now experiencing. Um, as you may have heard on the news, we have a lot of youth violence uh, in Chicago this year, a lot of shootings involving young people. Yes. And I just wanted yes. to get your take on how our theology addresses uh, these issues. Okay, yes, um, uh, that's very important, I think, and I think that, that that's what I was trying to say earlier about our next step is to bring what we are teaching into the community in which we live, the larger community in which we live, each of us, whether it's Chicago or Miami or wherever you may be situated. Uh, it's very needed. I think by my studies, that New Thought is really the liberation theology that people have been looking for, that it it, it crosses all boundaries, whether they are gender-wise, in, in the case of uh, Dr. Coleman, or in ethnic-wise or any other kind of wise. You have a message here that says it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter what social class you come from. You can make it. You can be. I heard a woman minister say that when she went to Johnny because she wanted to be a woman minister and the denomination and what she was in did not allow it. And she was very, very tearful and sorrowful because she couldn't be that. And Johnny just asked her, go be it. Just why don't you go be it? In other words, it was simple in her thinking, if this is what you see, if this is what you believe, go do it. And we can say this to young people that you don't have to resort to violence and to the destruction of people and property in order to achieve what you want. You can do it in a loving way which respects other people, which respects our planet, which I think is another area that we will enter into more seriously, and know how to live in harmony with the world around us and teach a message that promotes the dignity of humankind. I, I think that's spectacular. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing more of that from New Thought teachers and ministers so that we can have continue to have a great impact on the world, particularly in these social issues. Thank you so much, Dr. Thompson. You're welcome. As we, as we continue to go forward, uh, and speaking on some of the, the dynamics of violence in the Chicagoland area and around the world, you know, one of the things that New Thought teaches is that we're one with all people. And right. when you, when we start talking about oneness, 
And when I know that I am the image and likeness of God and that I am divine and I am important to this universe and that I'm the self-expression of all that is holy, the self-reflection of God or individualized expression, as we you say sometimes in New Thought, then I realize that that's also the truth about my neighbor. It's also true about the person I might not get along with. When we realize that we have value, we can value other people. When people feel as though that they don't have hope, when they don't feel as though that they can see a way out, then they will act out from that space. And I think what New Thought offers to the world, and I can say this from the standpoint of walking into this ministry at age 20, I wasn't raised in this ministry, uh, is that that when you you shift your perception and how the world occurs to you, then you'll handle it differently. And I can speak from experience that it that literally it can shift and change. And it's not based upon age it's not, and it's not based upon background. It's based upon the transformation of consciousness. And I think that we can make a difference in the world, especially when it comes to the violence, because we have to make sure that we know that we are creating a world that works for everybody. And see, you know, one of the things that. People get caught up in tribalism, you know, one group against the other group, my religion against your religion. And and we have to make sure that we're consi- consistent. One of the things that um, Reverend Coleman, excuse me, Reverend Coleman, that um, I I was at a meeting, Reverend Tumpkin, a couple of uh, years ago, and it was clergy and doctors. And in the midst of the conversation, I was at a table with several uh, doctors from a very large hospital organization in Chicago. And. As the clergy was asking questions about health in the black community and some of their projections. In other words, we want to have this, this and this under control by 2025 and 2035 and 2050, et cetera, et cetera, doing these long projections. And I just asked the minister that was next to me um, a, a, a very simple question. And it was, why would a person uh, ask questions about 2040 when they're teaching that the world is about to end any day now and these are the last and evil days i said it's inconsistent so you can't go in front of people and tell people that god's going to blow it up god's going to destroy it it has to get extremely bad so god can do something about it and then at the turn around and tell people to protect the environment to uh you know pass generational wealth down to take care of communities and take care of their bodies and health when you're telling them that, you know, that the rapture is about to be any day now. So we're, we're preaching sometimes in our churches one thing, and then we're telling our people to do another thing, and we don't see that that's inconsistent. Uh, do you, you follow what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. And, and, and what ended up happening out of the conversation with the minister was she told me, don't get up. <laughs> in other words, don't share that with anybody else because – the only thing that I was trying to show was that's hypocrisy. You can't tell a person, in my opinion, let me just say that. In my opinion, you can't tell a person that that the world is about to end and then tell them we need to project goals for health and for uh, and for violence and, you know, to stop violence and other things in our communities when you don't believe it's going to be a community there. And I think we have to be very, very consistent about that. Um, we're almost close to a break, and I want to make sure to, that I let people know that you will be at Christ Universal Temple this Sunday speaking, um, doing some 
a book signing after church. So people who want to get um, some of your materials uh, signed by you can come and and follow along and worship with us. Those who want to watch or the service online because they're not in the Chicago land area can watch at www.cutemple.org. That's cutemple.org and watch the live stream of the service so they can have an opportunity to um, hear your powerful message, which I believe is grow. We must. And we also want to make sure that people have an opportunity to um, hear from the UFBL. You can go to the website, www.ufbl.org. Again, it's ufbl.org. And what is your website for Universal Truth Center? Um, U Truth Center. The letter U. Okay. And then truthcenter.org. Okay. All right. So when we come back, we'll have some more questions. And the callers, if you want to call in, it's 888-558-6489. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for The Blessing of the Financial Crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guest on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer, or positive intention, can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central or 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and today's show is about what new thought offers to the world to uh 
give us some insight into this question, we have as our special guest, the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin, who is the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living and the founder and senior minister of the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. Reverend Tumpkin, I want to ask you about the panorama of truth. What is it? Um, when uh, when will the next panor- Panorama of Truth conference um, be held, and where and when? And basically just give us some background and some history on it. Well, Panorama of Truth was the brainchild of Dr. Coleman. She, 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 it was originally for Christ Universal Temple, and she gave it to UFBL, and it has become an annual meeting in the calendar of UFBL. We meet in various cities of the world. We just met in Toronto, Canada uh, this year. We will meet in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, in the year 2030, we will be in Chicago, Illinois, in the year 2014. The uh, the object object of meeting in such places is for us to expose different areas of the world with the message that UFBL teaches, and it is an opportunity for us to showcase the people who are pertinent in the UFBL movement here and how they can bless uh, different cities and areas of our country and in the world. Uh, We'll be in uh, San Antonio July 17th through the 21st of next year. And our theme next year is it's time to prove who you really are. And, of course, we teach people that you really are a child of God. No matter what label that somebody has stuck on you throughout your life, you really are a child of God. And when you can realize that and accept it for yourself, you begin to show that you are a spiritual being, that you really live in a spiritual universe, and that there are spiritual laws by which you are governed. And therefore, poverty and unrest and all the diseases of the world have no power over you because of who you are, what you are. And that's our message to the world. Well, thank you. Uh, Reverend Tumpkin, we have another caller for you. Uh, is the caller online? Hello? Yes, I am. Hi, who am I Hello? speaking to? Yes. What's your Dana? name? Dana. Hi, Dana. Dana. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Reverend Bell? doing well uh what's your what's your question um in talking about like how new thought affects the world oftentimes um i'm approached with a question about the differences between new thought and new age and how people get them confused um and the way they perceive them as being um uh addressing our individuality um has taken away from this oneness or that that the community feel um how how do you all address this idea of new thought versus new age and how it affects the world well as far as denominations are concerned we do not consider ourselves new age we consider ourselves new thought the difference being the difference being and this is one important issue that we are based on the bible um, 
I think a lot of confusion came up because uh, Mr. Fillmore, who uh, who is in our lineage um, uh, uh, spiritually, used to use the term New Age, but he was not talking about a term that includes all various different um, activities and, um, how can I say it, uh, religious uh, approaches. We are definitely Bible-based. We are definitely Christian, and we use that. We are Christian New Thought. A lot of people who are New Thought do not consider themselves Christian. We honor and respect every uh, religion that is on the face of this earth, but we are Christian in that we believe in the Christ, and Christ for us is not a person, but it is an idea of God, of himself, that is within us. Does that yes. help you? I don't know if she's still on the call, but I will. Uh, I would like to add to that as well. One of the things that New Thought um, focuses on is we don't believe in having outer symbols. Uh, to, for instance, with baptism, we believe that if baptism represents the mental cleansing and the releasing of the old and the acceptance of the activity of spirit we don't need the outer water to do it if we if we believe that the lord's supper or, or communion is representative of the substance and the life activity of god that's incorporated in the soul from spirit and the spirit is within us then we don't need cracker wafers and grape juice to do it now we're not disrespecting anybody who does that but it's no different with the new age um uh, folks who who we love and respect and honor as children of God, but we don't believe that their power in crystals or in amulets or or any other outer things that's supposed to uh, help us realize the truth of who we are. The new thought perspective is you're already whole, but you don't realize it. So our job is to help people awaken to the truth that is already within them, not try to add something to them that they think can help benefit them. So New Thought doesn't deal with outward symbols, no crosses, no water baptisms, no um, uh, outward mass or communion or Lord's Supper or any outer thing. And I would go across the board. And I think also because people use New Thought terminology like consciousness and universal law, those that that terminology was borrowed by many different religious organizations. Therefore, when people hear consciousness or divine law or speak the word and cer certain catchphrases that go with new thought teachers, they automatically assume that they're hearing new thought. So you'll hear things like, and this is no disrespect when I'm saying this, that uh, uh, Reverend Joel Osteen or Reverend Creflo Dollar, uh, they're new thought. No, they're not. They're not. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't teach new thought principles. But at the core base level, they're not new thought, nor is somebody who might be teaching something else on the other end of the spectrum um, would be considered new thought. So we have to make sure that we clearly define who we are and what we stand for and what we do, because if not, what ends up happening is we just kind of get absorbed into the mainstream. Matter of fact, um, I just was looking at a dictionary um, of religions and there were groups that borrowed from New Thought that were in the religious encyclopedia, but New Thought wasn't. And I said, wow, this is amazing. These different groups borrow from us. 
So we have to do a better job, I think, of defining who and what we are so people can clearly differentiate between us and what others do. We're New Thought Christians. We stand on the Bible, but we also understand that we teach that that as as they would say in the uh, in Zen or uh, Buddhism, that it's like a finger pointing at the moon. If you concentrate on the finger, you miss all the heavenly glory. The religious system, the religious books, their fingers, and they're pointing to the truth, to the divinity, to the wholeness of God within ourselves. So uh, I'm sure Dana's off the call, but I want to make sure that I do. Uh, reiterate that new thought in and of itself, we do have to do a better job of defining ourselves because everybody is borrowing our stuff, especially the motivational self-help life coach people. But we, but that doesn't make them new thought. That just means they're borrowing some of our material, and that's what kind of makes it kind of muddy. Um, Reverend Tumper, we only have about three minutes left, and I wanted to also just quickly mention that the Universal Foundation for Better Living offers uh, a, a monthly a uh, booklet we call the daily inspiration it's a periodical actually the daily inspiration for better living that's written by different new thought um, authors within the universal foundation for better living authors teachers ministers i happen to be one of the, one of the uh writers for the ufbl and it's you can go to ufbl.org and order it it's 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 unlike anything else. We we have a, a lesson. We have it's all the lessons are scripturally based, so you always have a scriptural reference, and it changes monthly and it has a f- focus for every month. So, for instance, October the focus is on enthusiasm or zeal, based around the twelve powers of man concept by Charles Fillmore. So, I would strongly suggest to, to the listeners make sure you go to the website click and order a subscription for the daily inspiration for better living with that reverend tumpkin i want to give you uh an opportunity to say it say you know some last words to the audience about new thought and uh, just your feelings in general as a leader in the community well it's always a pleasure and i esteem it a privilege to be able to address people about new thought I sincerely believe in it. I sincerely believe that it is valuable to us as we move further into the 21st century, and I invite you to think and to look at this situation because we didn't come to teach you what to think but how to think so that you can come up with some mental resolutions that will make you whole, every whit whole, mentally, spiritually, physically. And so that's what I'd like to say in conclusion. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I want to remind the audience that Reverend Tumpkin will be at Christ Universal Temple this Sunday, 1030 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. If you're in Chicago, please come and check her out. She is the Bible toting metaphysician, uh, preacher of preachers. And if you don't live in the area, make sure that you go to www.cutemple.org and watch the live stream. I know you will enjoy it. We're celebrating the 56th anniversary of Christ Universal Temple. We're celebrating our founder, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. And we know that we're going to have a good time on behalf of the Reverend Derek B. Wells, the senior minister of Christ Universal Temple. I welcome all of you. We are here to love you, we're here to serve, and we're here to grow and evolve and help transform this world with you. So with that, we will 
Look forward to hearing from you next week. Next week, we'll have the Reverend Dr. Rocco Erico on the show. So please tune in. If you have questions, call in and ask. Thank you, Dr. Tumpkin, for coming on the show. And I will see You're you welcome. on Sunday. God bless right. you. And this concludes. You. Thank you. And this concludes Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Rev. Jim Rosemurgy. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself. Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now, in the silence, to get in touch with the spiritual guidance within you. Have faith that your next step, your unfolding, your spiritual growth, is coming to you in divine order through your spiritual instinct or your spiritual knowingness. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call him with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.